chapter three of the book of love by paolo montagazza this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter three the first weapons of love courtship how subtle and mysterious must that high chemistry be which unites the germinative elements of two organisms of different sex to renew life and generate a new organism it does not suffice that in the calm and long silence of thirty or forty years half lived by a man and half by a woman the gemuli have prepared and made ready to call and attract each other it does not suffice that the powerful energies of sexual affinities have accumulated it still does not suffice that a sudden sympathy shall prepare the spark and the conflagration all this long activity of nature has prepared things in order that the great phenomenon may occur but the atoms that seek each other and ardently desire to unite must long oppose each other in order to rekindle the ardors and centuplicate the energies to the human male the aggressive mission has been assigned to the human female the difficult task of defending herself the part assigned to man is simple and requires only strength physical or moral intellectual or made complex by many elements yet always an energy of attack and seduction to assail and overthrow one after the other curtain walls and ramparts barricades and lunettes all the intricate system of fortifications which woman erects against man to defend herself or rather to let herself be defeated slowly and chastely to woman on the other hand nature has assigned a task much more difficult and cruel she must repudiate what she desires she must struggle against the voluptuousness which invades her repel him whom she loves exact sacrifices when she would ask only for kisses be avaricious when everything urges her to be generous she must collect all her meagre strength to defend a gate vigorously attacked and cry out loud wait to him whom she would like to press sweetly to her bosom the battles of desire and coquetry of ardour and modesty impatience and reticence are fought in the various countries and in the various epochs with widely different strategy and tactics but all may be reduced to this general formula even when the sweet chain of sympathy prepares a sure love for two lovers the one says immediately and the other answers later when the sexes exchange their strategy and tactics and invert their amorous missions there invariably arises a violent disorder and virtue and aesthetics are submerged in the same shipwreck in paraguay where laxity of custom prevails a most impatient young man who had reasons to believe himself loved would repeat in every key from the most tender to the most impassioned with sobbing voice and tyrannical accent this one word to-day and the beautiful creole who knew nothing of darwin and sexual selection would reply smilingly but why to-day you have known me for ten days only in two months perhaps in this artless reply the paraguayan girl 
was evolving the philosophy of seduction and coquetry the fundamental lines of the physiology of the sexes every day the most beautiful half of the human race throws in our faces the rude accusation that we are much less exacting in our tastes and that satisfied with the external forms we rarely seek to determine the substance and it is natural that it should happen this way the different missions assigned to each of the two sexes in the amorous strategy require that this should be done if certain contours exercise so great and immediate a sway over us it is because we seek in them unwittingly and involuntarily the good mother and the good nurse and more than it seems voluptuousness prepares the future generations for the good and the better to fructify a human female who shall become a good mother and a good nurse the flash of a desire and the instantaneous ardour of a battle will suffice but woman does not seek a fecundator only she wants her companion to be the defender of her future children the protector of her weakness she wants to assure herself as to the deep energy of the passion of him who says he loves her she wants to sound the abysses of heart and mind the man shall build the nest as he an architect he shall defend it from rapacious animals as he courageous he shall train and enrich his children has he talent ambition tenacity of purpose he must know all this for some time she has been aware that she is young and beautiful many a time the ardent rays of a thousand desires have showered upon her at her command numerous adorers would fall at her feet all young perhaps handsome and robust but she does not want a man she wants the man who will be lastingly powerfully and ardently hers this is how in the initial web of love we read the inexorable laws which govern it how clearly nature explains to us the inevitable fickleness of human males their polygamic wanderings and their unreasonable requirements just as modesty chastity and the sublime reticence of woman are the faithful guardians of the destinies of the future family much of this elementary strategy was lost in the stormy vicissitudes of modern civilization it is necessary to scrape off much varnish and snatch away many rags in order to touch the robust members of the primitive passions nevertheless through multiform hypocrisy we succeed in finding the kernel of the thing even in the rarer and more fortunate cases of two lovers suddenly and simultaneously struck by a sympathy equally warm and energetic it is necessary that man and woman should court each other for a longer or shorter period of time they should show to each other in a hundred ways their physical moral and intellectual beauties and having been rapidly conquered through their glances they must reconquer each other every day every hour with the seductions of the heart grace and talent it is necessary that the great god should receive the homage of all our beauties all our virtues all our perfections from morning till night we go on gleaning from the fields picking from gardens and orchards and roaming through forests and over mountains in order to carry to the altar of our idol every leaf every flower and every fruit which our hands can snatch away from fruitful nature sublime contest of homages and tributes sublime profusion of riches and forces the woman also who feels sure of being already loved brings to the altar a fresh sheaf of corn ears 
a fresh bouquet of flowers and exultantly exclaims this too is yours and man although not doubting that he is the god of his companion approaches every moment the door of the temple he also carrying a new fruit a new treasure and always repeats this too is yours these reciprocal seductions especially succeed where dissimilarities are deeper between the two lovers whether proceeding from different sympathy age beauty or from any other difference of some importance between the two that must unite to make one individual it is then necessary that the increased energies of the one should conquer by degrees the treasures of the other so that the differences may vanish or diminish and an equilibrium be brought about without which perfect love is impossible one hundred volumes would not suffice to describe the craftiness with which man conquers a woman's love to enumerate the hundred thousand arts with which woman warms tepid sympathies or carries to delirium a great passion in many cases the intriguant holds off a step further every day the aim of his warm desires and while the avid and ardent hand is on the point of picking the fruit this is withdrawn by an invisible and cruel hand higher higher still higher the young girl seems to say to the puppy which jumps to catch the cracker from her rosy hands and higher still higher cry and should cry the women of the entire world to the man who sighs and asks for their love longer more persistent more fiery is the battle between desire and conquest and riches the trophy of victory the daughters of eve never regret the time lost in the first fights of love not only do long wars prepare the most splendid victories but the first struggles are of themselves and for themselves alone a better part of love's paradise and a long string of easy conquests is not worth one fierce and bloody battle of enticements if however o daughters of eve you have the brilliant but dangerous mission of defending yourselves from a compact phalanx of adorers you must redouble your arts of strategy and tactics if you are really powerful victory cannot fail you and you will choose the best among the best train your impatience and kill the weak with time the first to withdraw are the pallid loves and the desires of libertinism true and deep passions ignore impatience and weariness and fighting every day and every day advancing they leave the disputed fields strewn with corpses and when you tired in turn proffer your hand to those who have long waited and long struggled you may rest assured that you are among the blessed physiological seduction or conquest of love by nature's law is called by the english-speaking people courtship in darwin by using this word in a much broader sense and for all animals has impressed upon it the precious and wholly scientific mark coquetry is only a form of this art of seduction and conquest and belongs already to the field of pathology much more frequent in woman it is also seen in man and it is so deeply rooted in some natures that it springs up before puberty and disappears only with death self-esteem however plays in it a part so great that its history belongs rather to the domain of pride than of love physiological seduction is a necessity coquetry is a vice the need of pleasing is one of the most fundamental elements of love one of its most useful tools coquetry has only itself for aim when the conquest is made physiological seduction lowers its weapons and withdraws coquetry on the contrary is immortal and every day it grows afresh with new ardour and new yearning to satisfy it it is necessary to awaken daily a new desire in those who have already been vanquished 
and new passions and those who have not been conquered yet no matter whether we share the passion or not above all woman wishes to be loved by many and in the less reprehensible cases around true love she wishes to entwine a garland of sympathies while the heart is given to one alone she dispenses smiles sighs perhaps also half chaste kisses and semi-libertine caresses to those she does not wish to lose as adorers and whom she deems it opportune to keep in bondage tying them to herself with the subtle but strong thread of hope in the gravest cases the heart cannot be given to any one because it has been promised to all and the huge task of pleasing many wearies the sentiment and breaks the vertebrae of character in such a way as to make impossible the development of any sincere and ardent affection the most indefatigable coquettes and the most worn-out flirts never love and if in questions of love not falling means to be virtuous then coquetry can be said to be most pure and most holy every day the moral sense rebels at seeing many women selling smiles and desires every hour and posing as lucretias impunely playing with lasciviousness which they do not feel and with love which does not burn them while they hurl anathemas at the woman who may perhaps have fallen but once torn as it were by a true and strong passion guilty of no other wrong than believing mendacity and treachery impossible the virtue of the coquette is like that of the asbestos which resists the fire by its fireproof nature it is a virtue entirely physical anatomical and he who values it does not possess a shadow of moral sense nor has he even read a page of the physiology of the human heart readers if you have misfortune of loving a coquettish woman never forget that coquetry belongs to the history of the lust of sentiment and if you thirst for love go and seek it elsewhere for you have taken the wrong road to it where you are do seek play and folly pyrotechnics acrobatism and tintinabulation of the fool's bells the laughter of the masquerader but do not seek ardent voluptuousness or the sublime palpitations of an affection which never was the companion of coquetry true love which does not seek voluptuousness only but the full absolute complete possession of all the beloved cannot bring into play the subtle arts of the diplomacy of coquetry because it cannot have the patience to study them or the calmness to learn them it is a genius that knows not how to adapt itself to the domestic cares of the home life a general who knows how to win battles but does not waste any attention on the buttons of the uniforms and on barrack regulations love shines thunders weeps fulminates threatens and prays overthrown it overthrows wounded it kills it curses and blesses but is wrong in one thing only it does not know the game of chess coquetry on the contrary is the most famous chess player ever known natural seduction is the art of making all our values well appreciated by presenting them with the best possible appearance to please we better ourselves as much as we can and made beautiful by nature and art knock at the door through which affections enter man who is the stronger of the two who love and from strength derives his most irresistible seductions after having tossed his leonine hair throws himself habitually at the feet of the woman and begs an alms of love and woman who is the weaker of the two loves to disarrange with her gentle hands the mane of the king of animals to tease him and to enjoy the superhuman voluptuousness of placing her foot on strength to feel it quiver underneath and be able to say it is mine this is one of the most general forms of the reciprocal seduction of the sexes and when man on his knees and perhaps weeping pleads for love he obeys one of the most inexorable laws of nature and does not appear a coward nor does he debase himself 
before throwing himself down in the dust he must have shown flashes and thunder lion for all lamb for myself such is the man who claims a woman she wants only to be the franklin of the human lightning and to attract it to herself and conduct it along the most subtle wires of her nervous organism and when grace has conquered strength the daughter of eve feels complete and when the man feels the rough skin of his herculean nature caressed by the soft contact of a woman's body he also feels as though redoubled and both in the fullness of bliss feel changed into that perfect being which is the sum of a man and a woman when a difficult problem belonging to the moral world presents itself to us the only way to resolve it is that of simplifying it by leading it again to the broad highway of physiology to read and reread the great book of nature trying to follow blindly its laws in the human world there is art this is manifested every step in our studies on the sentiment of love which are the elements that make a woman seductive above all others beauty grace affection which are the virtues that make a man fascinating above all others strength courage talent there is seduction there is sympathy which seem the most foolish and the most mysterious things in the world taken back to the virgin source of the physiology of the sexes there is an opening through which we see much of the light of future progress man must make himself more manly than ever in order to seduce and conquer the love of the daughters of eve and woman must always make herself more womanly in order to please the sons of adam and both must refine and elevate the type of their respective sexes higher and higher to the greatest sublimity which human hands and poets wings may attain woman may dress if she likes with all the allurements of art she may adorn her hair with the fragrant flowers of sentiment assume all the classic graces and consume us with the fire of all her physical and moral seductions but at the bottom there should ever remain a female and under the wings of an angel and a cherub there should always be an eve and man may torture his ambition in order to bend it under the heel of love and spur his talent so that it may throw its treasures at the feet of his idol he may be a hero or a martyr spartacus or caesar a tamed lion or a roaring lion but in his loves let him always be as manly as ever so that woman after having stripped her hero may always find an adam seduction is never baseness never violence never treachery never tyranny when it is inspired by a true and great love when it is the alliance of all our forces guided by the most legitimate the most powerful the most ardent of our desires that of loving and being loved without love seduction is a rape a voluptuousness or a bargain in mordant vanities it is either a crime or a vice End of chapter three